The book of Matthew 5:45 and 48 That you may be sons of your Father in heaven for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust Therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect The sermon that I would like to continue is called called to perfection this commandment is the inheritance of saints of all times and this commandment is addressed by Christ strictly to his students. Therefore, people who do not acknowledge over themselves the authority of a person that is sent by God have no part to the inheritance contained in this commandment and it is doubtful that they will ever be able to. As it relates to fulfilling this required commandment, we to be vigilant over the word of God within our heart as God is vigilant over his spoken word in the temple of our body, we stop to study the following question. What specific goals does the righteousness of God pursue that we are called to collaborate with within our heart, within the temple of our body? And in part, we've been studying the purpose of the righteousness of God within our heart received by us in the two broken tablets of the covenant where we in the death of the Lord Jesus died by the law for the law which symbolizes the resurrection of Christ so we can receive justification so that we can live for the one that died and resurrected and in this way obtain confirmation of our salvation in new tablets of the covenant which is the resurrection of life in order to give God the proper foundation to give us the promise to be the heirs of peace not by the past law but by the righteousness of faith similar to how he gave it to Abraham and his seed. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith, Romans 4.13. Therefore, the covenant of peace in the heart of a warrior in prayer is the result of the obedience of his faith to the faith of God that is spoken by his delegated ones. We know that the the faith of God is the word of God that comes out of the mouth of God that is the mouth of his delegated ones. This is information. And so God's faith is the general and our faith is obedience to the preached word that we hear. And so by what signs do we examine ourselves that the peace of God rules within our heart which identifies us as the sons of God and as the most holy. To examine your heart as to whether the peace of God rules in your heart is to be done by being a peacemaker. This characterizes us as the sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Matthew 5, 9. The state of our heart then determines uh, the demonstration of our heart with one another. You can't be a peacemaker if in your heart you don't have peace. If during specific uh, situations that may not be pleasant to us, we become angry inside or or we begin to complain inside. I often show this glass of clean water. You can take a spoon and mix it as much as you want, but it still remains pure. But this water, but if there's something there on the bottom of the glass and it seems as if it's peace, 
but as soon as something happens and and it begins to move this water and you see this cloudiness come up or the sediment on the bottom that means you don't have peace in your heart the peace of god is given to us as a promise that we need to grow from the seed into fruit from the seed into fruit nothing's given in the form of fruit because the fruit of pe- of of the spirit is peace one of them is peace and if we don't grow this peace then we as the sons of god will be blotted out of the book of life because we need to with this uh, fruit of peace confirm before god that we truly are worthy to be his sons in a particular format we already looked at six of the signs the consistency of which allows us to judge and examine ourselves as to whether we are the sons of peace and furthermore the sons of god and we stopped to study the seventh sign and this is our ability to clothe our essence into the holy and the selective love of god to clothe our mind our words our actions into god's love god's love is not emotion it is act a- action this is fulfilling god's commandments that in no way are linked to our feelings from one of the angles but from the other is they are linked to our feelings and that they need to lead our feelings as you would lead your horse as you would direct him because jesus said if you love me follow my commandments you know by following god's commandments the feelings may not just be zero but even below that imagine the son of god upon the cross spat upon abandoned by god and forsaken to die upon the cross and abandoned by his disciples when the enemies are screaming saying if you're the son of god call your angels let them save you from this death what was he feeling in that moment nothing his feelings were uh, were shouting were screaming from pain and he said do you not think i could pray to the father and he would send me 12 legions of angels it's enough to have one uh, legion of angels and they would destroy the earth but he didn't do that he show here we see what love consists of it is an information in god's commandments when you fulfill god's commandments you confirm and you show to god that you love him but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection clothe yourself into the information of the words you hear that is what it means to put on love because fulfilling god's law it's all in one word love god's teaching that is given to us it's in that one word love the love of god and so put yourself or clothe yourself into this teaching of christ into this love and let the peace of god rule in your hearts it can't rule in your heart this peace until you clothe yourself into that love and let the peace of god rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful colossians 3:14-15 we are called to have this peace in one body we can't have peace out of the body of christ out of our own church and so when people say what in other churches there's no god only in yours i never ever said this that it is only in our church but the scriptures say that when you abandon your church then 
there is no longer an offering for sin or sacrifice for sin for these people, but just the <clears throat> the wrath of God that waits for them. It doesn't say that there that God isn't anywhere else. You are bound to one uh, church, one family. Yes, the Lord is in other churches too, but to examine whether God is there or not, uh, you can do so in one way. Is it Babylon? What kind of structure do they have? If they have a democratic structure, then this is Babylon. From where you need to leave and go into a church that has a structure of theocracy where God's love works because the word theocracy is God's uh, power of love. And so they vote for a person in those churches that will be uh, will be considerate of their sins and the, the things they want to do and he'll be careful uh, of what he says so that th- people may not turn against him that especially that influences the people the people that influence others they don't have gifts the scriptures say they do uh, have a great impact and these specific people these voted for so-called pastors because they're not pastors before God because a person can't have or can't be a pastor if he doesn't have a heart of a father he's placed by men not by God God won't violate his own words he is vigilant over his word and he's a servant of his word and he will never bless a person that has been voted for by others and not someone he himself has chosen every time they try to choose me or uh, do an election for me and they tried to, I told them, I will never be chosen by men. They told me and complained, so how do you want it? I said, I don't want anything. So how do you want it? There's no other way. You have all the all givens, every, you, you have everything to be a pastor. And I said, because this is abominable the, before God, this democratic structure, then they say, how do you want to be then chosen? I don't, I told them. If God wants it, then he'll make it happen. And I didn't know how God would do this. And I was very glad that I did not need to be be the one responsible for others. It's enough for me to speak the word, and a person then just decides what they want. I perfectly understood that if I will be responsible, I will not only be telling, but also I will be requiring that the word be fulfilled. But... And so everybody was my friend. I didn't need to require or demand that it be fulfilled, God's will. But when God uh, showed that he can make it that in the midst of a democratic structure, he can bring in his own godly element. And when they cast the lot before God and they prayed, who will become the leader, the responsible one to tend or care for his church? And when my name was drawn... I was afraid inside and I said, Lord, this is not uh, per scripture. Yes, they cast the lot and they they did in scripture uh, after the coming down of the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul and others, they, they weren't uh, pretty much, they did not come out because of a lot that was cast. They were uh, given this uh, delegation by others. And then the Holy Spirit said quietly, My son, you perfectly know that they don't have the Holy Spirit. And so, 
I don't have another way to place for them a person that I have given my wisdom to. And then I said, the argument is strong. I agree. And so in a democratic structure, they, uh, I was pl- placed not in the, um, because of a vote, but because God did it in a supernatural way. In Scripture, the selective love of God is presented by the Holy Spirit in the light of seven unchanging virtues and characteristics. These are all components of one whole that are given to us by the preached word of the apostles and prophets that in essence are also unchanging virtues of God. They have it in them. God is this way. This is his character. Be perfect so that we be the same, have the same kind of character as God has. And so then we will be within the boundaries of God's word. We will bless the righteous with the blessing and uh, p- uh, pour out wrath upon the unrighteous. Why? Because God loves those who love him and hates those who hate him. He will not tolerate that we uh, bless any everybody in general. Uh, he won't tolerate that. Because you have let go from your hands, it says in Scripture, a person that I have cursed, you, your nation will be for his, and your life will be for his. That is, that will be with those tolerant pastor, pastors who teach to love everyone. We need to love those who love the Lord and hate those who hate him. Virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. Second Peter 1, 2 through 8. We already looked at five of the qualities that give us open access into the kingdom of heaven and stopped to study the sixth quality, which is identified as brotherly love. Relevant to this, we came to the necessity to study four classical questions. What do the scriptures say about the origin and nature of the essence of the fruit of virtue, which is brotherly love, which we are called to demonstrate in our faith? What purpose in demonstrating our faith is the love of God agape called to fulfill? coming from the atmosphere of brotherly love what conditions do we need to fulfill so we can receive the power to demonstrate the brotherly love in our faith and by what science can we examine ourselves as to whether we are demonstrating brotherly love in our faith in a particular format we already studied the first two questions and stopped to study question three what conditions do we need to fulfill so we can receive the power to demonstrate brotherly love in our faith Considering that the first two conditions were already our subject of study in the previous services, we will immediately move to study the third condition. I will shortly remind us of the first two. First component of the price so we can receive power to demonstrate brotherly love in our faith is to be born from the imperishable seed of the preached to us word. And he told us how he had seen an angel standing in his house who said to him, Send men to Joppa and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who will tell you words by which you and and all your house will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them as upon us at the beginning. Acts 11, 13-15 This decision of this Roman centurion Cornelius and his thirst to know and perform the will of God was foreknown and predestined by God before the creation of the world which provided God with the right foundation to demonstrate about us as well as about 
uh, them and about us to for in his foreknowledge so that we can be like a son second component of the condition for receiving the power to demonstrate brotherly love in our faith is to demonstrate salt in your faith as the grown by us fruit of holiness you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its flavor how shall it be seasoned it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men matthew 5 13 having salt in yourself in the grown by us in the good soil of our heart fruit of holiness so we can demonstrate brotherly love in our faith means to demonstrate peace in our relationship with one another and with those around us strictly within the boundaries of holiness and as a demonstration of holiness which can be evident in these words pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the lord looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of god lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble And by this, many become defiled. You see, here it means that with these people, you not have peace, because if you have peace with them, you will defile yourselves. Lest there be be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who, for one morsel of food, sold his birthright. Hebrews 12, 14 through 16. We can conclude that if we, by the will of our mind, will have the audacity to have a good relationship with people that have lost the grace of God as they abandoned their church and in doing so denied their birthright, our names will be blotted out of the book of life and we will inherit one fate with the haters of Christ that came out from us but were not of us. Then he said to them, Thus says the Lord, because you have let slip out of your hands a man whom I appointed to utter destruction, therefore your life shall go for his life and your people for his people. So the king of Israel went to his house, sullen and displeased, and came to Samaria. 1 Kings 20, 42-43 You see how dangerous it is by deciding for yourself to have peace with those people that the scriptures consider haters of Christ. But we consider not, because... These people just went to a different church. But how did they go to a different church? Why? Because they had rejected the truth that they previously received and then rejected it. Third component of the condition so that we can receive strength and demonstrate brotherly love in our faith is to walk the way that leads to God. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. John 14, 4-7 According to the given dialogue of Apostle Thomas with Christ, so that we can receive power, so that we can demonstrate brotherly love in our faith within the strict boundaries of holiness, it is necessary to walk the way or the path that leads to God, and for this it is necessary to know Him. The reality of the given dialogue is this, receiving salvation in justification by faith in Christ Jesus, we at that moment are not able to yet receive the Lord into our heart as the master of our life. I often bring forth the example. People think that when they repent, they immediately receive Christ into their heart. You receive the seed of salvation. But when you grow this fruit of righteousness, then you will receive Christ. Imagine for yourself, you bore a child. But this child 
can't receive you, that doesn't mean that he received you, meaning he has the seed, he is your reflection, but when your son grows up or your daughter and then uh, departs from you, uh, separates from you, have their own family, have their own house, and they then invite you into their house and say, Father, Mother, I want that you be in this house masters and owners. Then you'll say, well, all my life I always wanted to be free from my mother. From, But you say, I, I, I want to be free from my mother and father, and now I have to invite them and, to, and tell them how to, so they could tell me how to live. No, thank you. But, but this is just an example I'm bringing forth. Um, in spirit, that's how it is, though. Uh, when you build your house, and then we build ourselves into a house of the Lord, we don't mean just to live in that house ourselves and be uh, satisfied. We are building our house into the temple of God, and then invite the Lord. Lord, enter, be in, come into my heart and be Lord and Master of my life. He will come only when, <clears throat> and will knock only when, you are no longer that younger sister. We have a sister who is still young. And what will we do for her when they come and ask for her? <clears throat> the Holy Spirit can't marry an, a person that's not yet mature, that's not able to be led by the Holy Spirit. A, a carnal person or an infant in Christ is one who, <clears throat> who is unstable, who attracts, is attracted by different forms of teaching, does not know how to reject evil, choose good, and so <clears throat> it's not possible. <clears throat> and so because due to our spiritual infancy, where we stumble and are attracted by various winds of doctrine, our conscience is not yet cleansed from dead works, because we are still immature, where we are not able to yet reject the evil and choose the good. <clears throat> Therefore, until a specific time, we just as Christ, when he was in the flesh, needed to eat curds and honey that is of supernatural origins, that he can understand how to deny the evil and choose the good. That is how to get to know and put into your conscience the law of truth so we can walk this way or this path to God. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. God is with us, that's the definition of Emmanuel. Curds and honey he shall eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Isaiah 7, 14, 15. Specifically knowing the law of truth and the format of the elementary teaching of Christ makes us free <clears throat> from the law of sin, forming us into slaves of the law of righteousness. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Not prayers or fasting, the truth shall make you free. John 8, 31, 32. If you don't know how to be free, you need to understand how to become free from sin. How do you become free from sin that lives in me and demands food continuously, always wants uh, it to me to satisfy these desires, these the, this will, this uncircumcised thoughts. How do I be free from them as they continue to be in me? 
We need to know the truth. Knowing the law of truth is specifically the time when we are given the opportunity and ability to receive Christ into our heart as the Lord and Master of our life, in whom and by whom our heart becomes good or wise, and you receive Him as the Holy Spirit into our heart, which is why we receive the ability to have our heart be directed exclusively then to God Himself. And such direction of our heart to God is, according to Scripture, the street of pure gold that is like transparent glass. Our street to God, our way to God needs to be in the heart, and this path, this street, needs to be of pure gold and transparent as glass. The street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. <clears throat> Revelations 21, 21. The street of the great Jerusalem that it is referring to is this place of, in this place of scripture is the way or the path serving as direction to a specific goal, who is God himself or being in the likeness of God and his holiness. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. Psalm 84, 5. <clears throat> In the middle of the street of the great Jerusalem and an integral part of the street is the pure river of life, clear as crystal, that proceeds from the throne of God and of the Lamb, and the tree of life that grows on both sides of the river of life. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves, uh, leaves of the tree were, were for the healing of the nations. Revelations 22, 1-2. In the given component, our body is presented in the image of the holy city of God, Jerusalem, which means the city of the peace of God. Jerusalem, the city of peace. Yerushalayim, a uh, city of peace. In the middle of the street where the river of water of life flows, that is clear as crystal that comes from the throne of God and the Lamb. And in the middle of the street, on the both sides of the river, we find the tree of life that bears fruit twelve times, giving its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree for the healing of the nations. We conclude that if our body is not built into the virtue of the great Jerusalem, and in the middle of its street the pure water of life clear as crystal isn't present, and in the middle of the street, on the one and other side of the river, the tree of life does not grow, that bears fruit twelve times, giving its fruit each month, and leaves of the tree do not serve as healing for the nations, then this means that we do not have a path that is directed to God, and consequently we do not have the power to demonstrate brotherly love in our faith. We don't have in our heart the way to God. We don't. Our heart is not a path that is directed to God, and then, as we note, that we won't have the power to demonstrate brotherly love in our faith. In this way, the components that identify the good soil of our heart, which represents a way or path to God, are three unique things. This is the street that is made of pure gold, the river of life that flows in the middle of the street, and the tree of life that grows on the one and other side of the river. The street of pure gold that is clear as crystal identifies the truth in the good soil of our heart in the format of the elementary teaching of Christ. The river of life that comes from the throne of God and the Lamb that flows in the middle of the street within our, this we're talking about within our body, identifies in the good soil of our heart the individual Holy Spirit identifying the meaning of the true 
the truth that is concealed within our heart. And I indeed, I have appointed with him and have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tabernacle of meeting, the ark of the testimony, and the mercy seat that is on it, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all of its utensils, an altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, and the the laver and its base the garments of ministry, the holy garments for Aaron, the priest, and the garments of his sons to minister as priests, and the anointing oil and sweet incense for the holy place, according to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. If you pay attention here, everything we just heard, this this is all Jerusalem. All of these things need to be present there. Exodus 31, 6 through 11. The tree of life that grows on the one and other side of the river of life is the fruit of the Spirit. This is the discipline of our heart and our mouth with the truth that is concealed in our heart or in our good heart, just as God disciplines His mouth with His words that come out of His mouth. We are called to discipline our mouth with the Word of God that we have concealed in our heart and that the Holy Spirit has breathed life into. Wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15.4 Identifying the essence of the nature of the pure and clear gold, identifying the true, uh, the truth within the good soil of our heart, in the format of the elementary teaching of Christ, we need to keep in mind that in nature there is no first pure gold and second clear, clear gold or clear as crystal. Any gold mine contains foreign particles or inclusions, the nature of which is not gold. Identifying the structure of clear gold, the scriptures mean that this gold was purified in an unknown-to-man method, that it became a conductor of light. If a person does not possess such potential inside of himself, consisting of pure gold, which identifies the truth that is concealed within our heart, then the soil of our heart can't be called good. And consequently, such a person will not have power to demonstrate brotherly love in his faith or to understand that this power can consist only within the seed of truth that is received into the soil of his heart by being instructed in faith. So that the seed of truth within our heart can become pure gold, but also clear as crystal, it is necessary to purify the unsearchable potential, clarify the 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 purified the unsearchable potential of the faith of God that is placed into our heart from our ambitions in the furnace of suffering. And for this purpose, God prepared technology that is contained in the blood of the cross of Christ. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, glory, in the revelation of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter 1, 6-7, while the truth that is received into our heart is not yet purified from the chaff of the flesh, our heart will not be able to be obedient to the Lord. Uh, the word is pure, but when it falls into us, we have chaff, we have these foreign particles, and it put, takes on these foreign particles also. And so people then ask, how did you understand this, or how did you understand this? And everyone understand, understood it differently. Why? Because there's foreign uh elements or inclusions that that have been 
added to it. Why the word of God that we hear and that falls into our heart is in need of purification from foreign inclusions of the flesh. And so while the truth that is received into our heart is not yet purified from the chaff of the flesh, our heart will not be able to be obedient to the Lord and accurately fulfill His commands that consist of demonstrating brotherly love in our faith. Therefore, when the truth that is received into our heart will be cleansed from the chaff of the flesh, then we will be able to understand the good path so that we can walk upon this good path. And only walking this good path upon which we can get to know God, our heart can be called good and is able to be open to listen and receive the good seed of the Word of God. Thus says the Lord, stand in the way and see and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. Jeremiah 6.16 When the first person demonstrated disobedience and attempted to become like God using forbidden means, he lost the ability to open his heart to God in the plan of fellowship with God where he would be able to fulfill the commandments of the Lord. To be ready to fulfill the genuinely good work and in this way present yourself before God as a street of the Lord made of purified gold and clear that is clear as crystal, I want to remind us and turn our attention to the technology of purifying ourselves from all kinds of chaff of the flesh or foreign inclusions of the flesh. The role of a man in forming his heart into good soil, capable of hearing the voice of God within his spirit and be obedient to, his, to this voice, includes Uh, departing from unrighteousness. This is the first. In order to approach knowledge about righteousness, to have knowledge about righteousness, you first need to sanctify yourself. Go into the wilderness of sanctification, total sanctification for a total dedication. Second Timothy 2, 19-21 Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands, having this seal. The Lord knows those who are His, and let everyone who, whose name who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in, great ha- in the great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. And in heaven there will only be uh, gold and silver uh, Vessels, those that are wood and clay will be will go to hell. But in this situation, in the house of God, here they do exist, the ones and the other, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. In other words, one who departs from unrighteousness this one will become a vessel of mercy. One who does not depart from unrighteousness, he will worship upon these uh, heights where their idol, idols and uh, the, the Israelite nation did this and the pagans did this too. First, to depart from unrighteousness so that you can be cleansed from all forms of lawlessness means to make the decision to turn away from all of the so-called good and evil, the wellspring of which is the flesh that is supported by organized powers of darkness. Sometimes the desire to pray comes from the spirit and sometimes from the flesh. Sometimes the desire to sacrifice is from the spirit, sometimes from the flesh. And so good 
desires for themselves don't necessarily mean they're good. They become good depending on the wellspring. You need to look at who is inspiring me to do, to do this. The flesh often inspires uh, a person to do this so he can become known or famous. When Barnabas gave all of his possessions to the apostles, Hananiah, if you remember, he also had a lot of possessions. They sold their lands and decided to also do as Barnabas to uh, receive a, a honor, but they didn't give everything. They gave only a portion and kept the rest for themselves. But for others to be able to see, they said, we just as Barnabas brought everything. And so what happened? God struck them for such behavior to give, for example, if they had 20 million and gave 19 million and 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 five nineteen million five hundred thousand and kept five hundred or something, and God would strike them for that. For what exactly? Because this was their flush. It was. It wasn't because they gave. If they did this, being inspired by the Holy Spirit, then they would have said, "I gave." No one required them to give everything. There's a requirement that you give the tenth part, the tenth part that belongs to God. But to give everything is a decision you make. Second, departing from unrighteousness, it is necessary to pursue the good goal that is demonstrated in faithfulness to God and to His good works, demonstrated in waiting for the Lord Christ from heaven. Third, departing from unrighteousness, it is necessary to switch destinies in the death of the Lord Jesus who suffered death for our sins. Only knowing the truth of the cross of Christ can we switch destinies with Christ, where he takes upon himself our destiny, our sin, and we take his pure and uh, uh, and life without sin, the destiny. And so in his death, we are cleansed from sin and he dies for sin. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good work. Titus 2.13.14 According to the above words, the identification of a good person who is a partaker of the good wife is a person whose conscience is cleansed from dead works so he can serve God. The state of the heart that is cleansed from dead works into which the elementary teaching of Christ is brought in brought in by being instructed in the faith makes the soil of the human heart good. The soil of the good heart, where the faith of God is concealed in the format of the teaching of Christ, is the identification of the good and unsearchable in its virtue potential that comes from the throne of God and the Lamb. First, the good potential in the format of the teaching of Christ that comes down into the good soil of our heart from the throne of God and the Lamb and forms a path to God within our heart is our ability to be a light for the world and a candle in the house. You are a light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men so they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. 
Good deeds that are not able to be seen speak of the fact that the street of our city is not pure gold, that is clear as crystal. There's no good. Good, uh, good works will be seen physically. And from the invisible things, they need to become visible. They need to be seen in our actions. And this means that we are not ready to acknowledge the commands of God and are not able to fulfill the commands of God in demonstrating brotherly love within our faith. Good deeds are such deeds that are inspired by the Holy Spirit and pursue the exclusive interests of the will of God, consisting of adopting our body by the redemption of Christ, providing God the, with the right foundation He needs to erect within our body the stronghold of life, the stronghold of incorruption, and clothe our body into incorruption. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do His will. Make, may you, make you grow in every good work is what it means. Working in you that what is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. <clears throat> the God of peace does not resurrect from the dead the shepherd of his sheep out of the territory of our body that has an organic membership to the body of Christ in the form of the chosen by him remnant to make a per us perfect in every good work, fulfilling his will, creating in us the acceptable to him by Jesus Christ's ability for brotherly love. It is necessary for the resurrection of the shepherd of the sheep be found in our body in the erection of the stronghold of incorruption, and not in seed only, but now in fruit, because it, when it's uh, <clears throat> in the form of seed, the seed of promise that in your body you shall have the stronghold of incorruption, but then you grow this, and when you grow this into fruit, only then do you <clears throat> bind the old person with all of its lusts and desires and put him into a prison. And then you no longer suffer from those things that are in your body. But while you're suffering, you need to proclaim the not existent as existent, count yourself dead to sin, living for God. And in this way, this good work this street will be grown in you, this potential of God's uh, faith. But right now we're studying in what way we can examine ourselves. Second, the good potential in the format of the teaching of Christ that comes down into the good soil of our heart from the throne of God and the Lamb and creates within our heart a path to God is the ability to perform the work of God which consists of the obedience of our faith to the faith of God spoken by the mouth of that person that God has sent. Not over others, but over us. Because in every church there is a person that is placed by God. It's easy to obey a person who is not within our church. Always people listen to another person and say, and say well, I listened to that one. You need to be obedient to a person who is within your own church whom God has placed and they need to be obedient to the person that God has placed for them John 6 28 29 then they said to him to Jesus what shall we do that we may work the works of God Jesus answered and said to them this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent not 
if the false charismats would have understood what God's work is, that it's not in what they do, that they jump, they they do all kinds of things uh, in their churches, they evangelize and other stuff, practice gifts of the Spirit as they think it's the gifts of the Spirit. You can't practice spiritual gifts if you are not a student and if you don't have a God's uh, structure of theocracy. You aren't practicing spiritual gifts. This, this is a counterfeit. But you think it's gifts. And only later will you see after this life that these were not gifts. This was a counterfeit of that. Not acknowledging over yourself the authority of God, the words of the person that is sent by God to care for his church, we will not have the power or the knowledge to demonstrate brotherly love in our faith within the unchanging boundaries of the grown by us fruit of holiness. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who, re- he who receives me receives him who sent me. John thirteen twenty. Here we're talking about how to cleanse the or purify the gold from the foreign inclusions, how to have our our street be as gold and clear as crystal, so this river of life. And on both sides of this river of life, there would be the tree of life that would bear fruit uh, 12 times each month, giving its fruit. This is the fruit of our gentle tongue. One, a tongue that is disciplined by the word of God that comes out of God's mouth. If we are not able to demonstrate within our faith brotherly love by receiving that person whom God has sent, then our fellowship with the saints will destroy our relationship with God and will be a bitter root that will bring, that will defile all of those with whom we come in contact with. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord, Hebrews 12, 14 through 16. And why will they not see the Lord? Because they, uh, they demonstrate peace out of the boundaries of holiness. And so it continues here. So pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this may become defiled, lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Hebrews 12, 14 through 16. Third, the good potential in the format of the teaching of Christ that comes down into the good soil of our heart from the throne of God and the Lamb and creates a path to God within our heart is the ability to continuously seek in the good work glory, honor, and immortality. <clears throat> Here it's talking about God, who will render to each one according to his deeds, eternal life to those who, by patience, Continue, continuance in doing good seek in doing good seek for glory honor and immortality but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness indignation and wrath Romans 2 6 through 8 it is not possible to demonstrate continuance in brotherly love if we demonstrate stubbornness for having continuance in good work, which consists of glory, honor, and immortality. 
The definition of evil work is information that comes from the mind of a man of the flesh that is not able to differentiate the good work from the bad. At the same time, the definition of good work is information that comes from God in the format of wisdom that comes from above that is able to reveal itself specifically in the spirit of such a person that within his spirit has grown into a full, into a perfect man, grown into full measure of growth in Christ, which is why he received the ability to understand how to reject the bad and choose the good. To seek glory, honor, and immortality in the good work, in the format of wisdom that comes from God, it is necessary to identify glory we need to identify good work and identify glory, honor, and immortality that we are called to seek in good work. And so if we can't identify good work and identify these other three, then how will we be able to know what we're doing? If you don't can't understand this phrase, then don't read it. I'm talking to pastors. Don't read those things that are not open to you because then you bear God's wrath. You give to men things you yourself don't understand and they will they and these people think that you understood what you're reading but and that they inherit salvation. And so good work consists of wisdom that comes from God where we are called to seek glory, honor, and immortality is a component of our trust in God and upon His Word. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while, and He is coming, will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Hebrews 10, 35-39. Those who fall, they fall to their perdition. In this uh, place of Scripture, we see to seek uh, the glory and the honor and immortality, we are called by the great uh, to receive the great great reward that is promised to us identifying the glory of God in the temple of our body is uh, seeking holiness and so identifying the glory of God in this case is seeking holiness your testimonies are a very sure holiness adorned your house O Lord forever Psalm 93 5 when the glory of God uh, was opened to the nation of Israel it always killed a lot of people, always. And the nation of Israel was so panicked by the glory of God that they told Moses, you yourself go and speak with God uh, and tell us whatever and we will fulfill it. Let him not speak with us because when he speaks with us, he reveals his glory. And when we are not in accordance to his glory, his holiness, it kills us. And so the glory that we are to seek in good work is holiness. We need to seek sanctification in everything that we come in contact with so we could separate the holy from the unholy. Identifying honor in the temple of our body, which we are called to seek in the good work, is identifying with the, uh, us our trust upon God, is seeking justice. And so this is the honor that we are to seek. This is this honor is given to us. 
to perform God's justice. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment, this honor have all his saints praise the Lord. Psalm 149, 5-9. See what we need to seek here. Glory, honor, and immortality. To seek honor is to be elevated to such a place where you can cast a stone upon the wicked. Jesus said, who of you is without sin, cast the first stone. To cast stone is a vengeance to have this two-edged sword. You yourself need to be pure. You need to be without sin. You need to receive justification. And so to seek honor is to seek such a form of sanctification in God so you are able to perform His justice. It is an honor for those saints that are sanctified, that sanctify themselves. Identifying immortality within the temple of our body that we are to seek in good work is seeking within our body the stronghold of immortality. Romans 8, 22 through 25, For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is not is that is seen as not hope for why does one, one still hope for what he sees but if we hope for what we do not see we eagerly wait for it with perseverance Romans 8 22-25 and so you seek these three in what? glory, honor, and immortality it's not an emotion that you feel or don't feel you are in a, in a level of discipline where you don't depend on what you feel or your mood you do the, the work while you're able to do it. You do God's work, whatever pain may be in your body, and whatever my head may feel. If medicine isn't helping, then I can do something else. But when I go to church, I could take four, I can sometimes take four ibuprofen and then come to, or, or uh, pain-relieving uh, medication, and continue to do my work. I don't justify myself, oh, I am hurting. When truly it's not possible, then I don't do it while I recover. And so God uh, examines this continuation, your consistency. A person not understanding the good work that consists of trusting God and upon His word will not understand glory, honor, and immortality, which he is called to seek in good work. And so, therefore, such a person does not have, not having glory, honor, and immortality, and trust upon God and His Word, and not understanding their power, will not be able to be confident in His words in the Day of Judgment. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is is steadfast. Trusting in the Lord, his heart is established. He will not be afraid until he he sees his desires upon his enemies. Psalm 112, 5-8. Fourth, 
the good potential in the format of the teaching of Christ and comes down into the good soil of our heart from the throne of God and the Lamb and creates a path to God within our heart is the ability of our heart to to be discreet or to be proper. If we are proper, then our words, our thoughts, our behavior, our clothing will demonstrate this appropriateness. It can't be that the state of the heart be one way and your clothing be completely different. But as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine, that the older men be sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, in love, in patience, the older women likewise, that they be reverent in behavior, not slanders, not given too much wine, teachers of good things, that they admonish the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient in their own hu- to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed, likewise exhort the young men to be sober-minded, in all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence, and incorruptibility. It's sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one is, the one who is an opponent may be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. Exhort bond servants to be obedient to their own masters, to be well-pleased in all things, not answering back, not pilfering, but showing all good fidelity, that they may adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in the present age, looking for the bless, blessing that is hope and glory appearing of, all, appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good work. Titus 2, 7 through 14. A person who does not understand the discipline of of being proper will not be able to show in his faith brotherly love in the boundaries of holiness. And and so when we're talking about being proper, this isn't all the, the uh, dictionaries of the world as vir, uh, virginity and guiltlessness and purity. In scripture, pro, the word proper in this case is to be wholesome, to present yourself in unity, spirit, soul, and body. This is to be wise, to be restrained, to be able to withhold your tongue, one that uh, that is the discipline that is in behavior, not just toward the opposite sex, but also with all those around us, and especially in brotherly love. According to this place, properness is opposite to uh, for, for uh, love for desire, uh, 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 low desires or the opposite or uh, sexual desires. Now she who is really a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. First Titus five five six. And so one that uh, we're talking here about a sense of where a person is. Uh, possessed outwardly and has a possession or uh, addiction for sexual things. And so we can overcome our old person and with our wise and intelligent abilities uh, withhold this sexual energy uh, in healthy boundaries, of course. And we can only 
uh, apply them or when it comes to a husband and wife. And even there, sometimes it's necessary to have a specific uh, restraint and discipline. Fifth, the good potential in the form of the teaching of Christ that comes down into the good soil of our heart from the throne of God and the Lamb and creates a path to God within our heart is the ability of our heart to demonstrate itself in the service of of doing good. Second Corinthians 8, 4-6 imploring us with much urgency that we should receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints, not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as he has begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. 2 Corinthians 8, 4 through 6. And so when it comes from the Spirit, it it's referring here to that widow who had a... a day's worth of of rations who had a day's worth only of food left and for herself and she didn't uh, she had enough money for that and God and she gave it to God God uh, looks at the heart how a person gives if a person gives um, in the way the Lord desires he will honor him when it's talking about good work it's we're, we're talking here about when a person didn't give just their tithe and offering, but uh, in addition to the tithe and offering, uh, they gave to the apostles, they prepared for the apostles. Uh, it was famine at that time. It was in a diff- difficult place. The people were in a difficult place, but they took of what they was they had and they pulled away from themselves and gave to the apostles. And so if a person does not find joy and satisfaction in serving uh, the saints with their materialistic means, this person does not have the ability to demonstrate in their faith brotherly love. And not not having the desire to pay the price to demonstrate love in brotherly love, uh, and in this case to serve the brothers materialistically, uh, just means that this person has a love for silver and for this uh, this then means that he serves the, the demonic prince Mammon, and such a person will then share a or have his part in the lake of fire. James two fourteen through twenty. What does it profit by my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Sometimes in churches they turn to say turn to each other and say, "May God bless you." A a leader called me from uh, uh, another country and said, can we bless one another? And I said, no, you can't. You don't have the right because only the uh, younger is blessed by the older. You can pray for one another, but to bless one another, you can't. For you, imagine for yourself, in church people sit different levels Imagine someone sitting next to you who is uh, not spiritual whatsoever or has the wrong intentions and motives, and he puts his hands upon one who is of the Spirit and prays. Uh, this is a, a great sin. You don't know if the person next to you may have purity and good intention. You just uh, listen to the person who says, 
turn to one another and say you love that person. If you love, if you see a naked one, give him clothing. If you see someone hungry, feed them. Not from another's pocket, but from your own. You, you invite him to a restaurant. Some say yes. This is their nas- uh, a habit of their nation of uh, their nation. I this is not a habit of my nation. This is a spiritual uh, quality. If I invite someone, then I, of course I pay. You can't uh, pay. Don't invite and don't just say that this is just a habit of some nationalities to have to pay if you invite. This is a this is appropriate. I want us to have good qualities of the spirit and good behavior, in this case, according to the spirit. And so it says, what does it profit my brother if someone says he has faith but does not have works? And so as you see with the apostles, these people who had very little took of what was their own and was satisfied to give it, was ple- they were pleased to give it to the prophets. And if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to him, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is no, there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, a foolish man, that faith without works is dead? James two fourteen through twenty. Share with one another, uh, as it says here, First Timothy six seventeen through nineteen. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them to do good that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come, that they may lay a, a hold of eternal life. And so this good foundation for the future, this is so that they can have eternal life. This is the, the way upon this uh, pure path, the, 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 the street of pure gold when people listen to one another. There are people in the churches that always serve one another and others who uh, use one another. If there's an event or something, people always know specific people uh, will always serve uh, will always serve very well. Why don't you start doing that yourself? Don't depend on others to serve. Serve for yourself. Six, the good potential in the format of the teaching of Christ that comes down into the good soil of our heart from the throne of God and the Lamb and creates a path to God within our heart is our ability or the ability of our heart to have balance where the success of one area is not for the sake of the other or for uh, because of the 
when it's taking from another. Job 37, 14 through 17. Listen to this, O Job. Stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Do you know when God dispatches them and causes the light of his clouds to shine? Do you know how the clouds are balanced, those wondrous works of him who is perfect in, in knowledge? Why are your garments hot when he quits the earth by the south, south wind? And so when it's talking about the south wind, this is the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, because our garments are our bodies, our skin. Uh, he clothed me with skin, if, as it says in Scripture. And so here we need to understand the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ from the south, because the south is the intelligent abilities. And so God, using our mind renewed by the spirit of our mind, begins to warm us with this promise and our body finds rest because our body is cold while it's not yet clothed into the adoption. It is still cold in the state of of coldness or being cold. A symbol of the cloud within uh, the body of a person as well as these are the saints of the Lord this is in the church. These are people of the of the Lord that are redeemed by Christ, and they share uh, in the mentality and the understanding of the Lord. And so, the symbol of the clouds within the within the body of the redeemed by by God nation. These are within the body of Christ. These are cho- the chosen by God remnant also, and they are the tools of the Lord, and he uses them for uh, to demonstrate mercy and punishment. And so a person that is placed by God, he forgives uh, the sins of one and uh, retains the sins of another. We're talking about the balance of the clouds of the Lord within our body and amongst the nation of God. This balance is the love for righteousness and hatred for lawlessness. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Psalm 45, 6, 7. If a person does not understand uh, love for righteousness, the balance, and uh, hatred for lawlessness, then such a person does not have success at one uh, uh, of the of the areas and so there's no balance and so such a person will use the liberty of Christ success and the liberty of Christ to be able to satisfy the flesh is what will end up happen end up happening Galatians 5 9 through 15 a little leaven leavens the whole lump I have confidence in you in the Lord that you will have no other mind but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment whoever he is and I brethren if I still preach circumcision why do I still suffer persecution then the off the offense of the cross has ceased I could wish that those who trouble you would even would even cut themselves off for you brethren have been called to liberty only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another for all the law is fulfilled in one word even this you shall love your neighbor as yourself but if you bite and devour one another beware lest you be consumed by one another and so in this way the good potential in the format of the teaching of Christ that comes from the good soil 
of our heart from the throne of God and the Lamb. This is the ability of our heart to to perform uh, justice, to love the works of mercy, and to be humble before the Lord. Micah 6, 8, He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you, but to, ju- to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. According to the above uh, read place of Scripture, the condition for demonstrating within your faith brotherly love consists in our regard to the Word of God and the two-edged sword. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 In Scripture, the meaning contained in the word good is equal and identical to the meaning that is contained in these words. Good is grace, thanksgiving, mercy, something that is great, the truth and righteousness, peace and holiness, the way to God, fruit of righteousness, one of the names of God. In other words, the word good as one of the names of God and qualities of God and ability of God at the same time are the good or ancient path that leads to the Heavenly Father. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. I am the good shepherd and I keep my, and I know my sheep and my sheep know me. According to this places of scripture, we conclude that the good seed in the form of the kingdom of heaven that we receive into the soil of our good heart and afterwards grow into the fruit of righteousness first transforms us into the image of this fruit of righteousness that possesses within itself the infrastructure of the program of righteousness and has within itself the essence of God and the structure of the kingdom of heaven that is within the theocracy of God that identifies the order of the kingdom of heaven. Second, the fruit of righteousness that is demonstrated in the obedience of our faith to God's faith gives God the proper grounds to fulfill His promises that He has given in the covenant of blood, salt, and peace. And this informational program that is in the teaching of Jesus Christ that came in the flesh, is it regulates and forms the protocol of our relationship with God. And the prot- protocol of such given law is to function exclusively by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the tools of the never-ending prayer. And so the good soil, that's the good soil of the human heart that receives and grows the good seed of righteousness is the kingdom of heaven in a person. And so clothing into the grown by us fruit of righteousness, we become the territory of the kingdom of heaven on earth and the house of God or the place where the Lord is. I will take maybe another couple minutes. Seventh, the good potential in the form of the teaching of Christ that comes from the good soil down into the good soil of our heart from the throne of God and the Lamb and forms a path into in our heart to God. This is the ability in our heart to demonstrate and find Uh, discover your membership or your partaking to the comfort and the peace of God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. And so the final goal or ultimate goal of every good work that is demonstrated in brotherly love is peace and comfort that God has. 
Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day, and on the seventh day God ended his work which he had done. He rested on the seventh day from all his works which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his works which God had created and made. If you pay attention here, although God gave, although God uh valued each day he blessed the seventh day because in the seventh day did he find his peace his comfort and so we also in the seventh day within this wholeness or perfection when we understand that the way our way our path is in god we need to place ourselves into jesus christ and christ into us only in this way will our our street be pure as gold and clear as crystal and will lead us to God the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ and so according to this uh, meaning the final result of every good work that finds its place in brotherly love demonstrates itself in the Sabbath this is the body of Christ the bride of the Lamb where God finds his rest and that is God's house And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put put to death. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among my people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of the rest, the place, of, time of rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Exodus 31, 12-17 Considering that the scriptures call the Israelites warriors in prayer, not all those who call themselves Israel are of Israel or do have the right to that, and not all children that are from the seed of Abraham but are from the seed of Isaac. A person who does not have an organic membership to the Sabbath of the Lord, that is a specific church of Christ, a specific uh, church that is he is not able to demonstrate brotherly love in his faith amen let us bend our knees and pray and we will pray may the Lord bless us the saints that in some way are still bound with shackles of lusts and passions fears maybe cowardness If you heard this word, you still have hope and the opportunity to restore your relationship with God, to break the chains of sin, to restore you so that you can be according to the requirement of the adoption of your body by the redemption of Christ. Amen. Let us pray. We wait for you here at the altar.
I am going to be praying your prayer and I ask you to deeply believe that the Lord loves you. He has not forgotten you. Although you may feel that you're abandoned, you're not. Although you may think that He doesn't hear you, He does hear you. He loves you. He cares about you. And He will never give you up into the power of destruction. Close your eyes. Lift your hands to God. This is a sign that your hands are without wrath or doubt. Pray together with me, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you. I open up my heart before you. You see the wounds that are inflicted by sin that I hate and that I can't be free of. If you won't break the shackles of sin, I believe that you will do this right now. I confess my sins before your face that I hate. I love your righteousness. I love your word. I love your nation. I love your promises. And I love your commandments. May your mercy make me able to fulfill them so that I can inherit the promise that you have promised for me, that you've given me. And right now, before heaven and hell, I want to proclaim that in accordance to your words, I am washed, I am cleansed, I am healed, I am restored, I am justified, and I am saved. Your sins are forgiven, and your trespasses in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. May He look upon you with His great face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they won't touch you. May upon you, and may you step upon the neck of your enemy, and may you rejoice in your God. May upon you the blessing of the ancient mountains, everlasting hills be on you. May this be accomplished and fulfilled upon you and the nation shall say Amen. God in a special way being inspired by the Holy Spirit as never before gives us such word right now that belongs to the wilderness to sanctification not encounter within three days but until we live within this body and until it will be clothed into immortality and until it will be clothed into immortality we will need to perform this total form of sanctification for our dedication to Him we've dedicated ourselves to God but this what is dedicated needs to sanctify you need to sanctify yourself so it not be defiled in any way or any one Let's proclaim our manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.